0: It is a good day. You know, it, it's, it's always wonderful to be reminded of how big the family of God really is. This morning, my, my family's here. My cousins, great to see you, and they grew up here, and they know several of you. And so it's amazing how, how much God has done for my family in the years and years before we were able to come out here. And, and arms and hands and feet Jesus has throughout this world and how they all connect. This morning, we're going to have a conversation in a few minutes, and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it because I think that you're going to hear some wonderful things. I hire you, hopefully, to realize that God's plan is pretty big. But first, let me tell you a story. There was a man named William Milne. Now, William lived in New Zealand, comfortable life. But one day, he felt the call to go and to take the gospel. Somewhere else. He believed God had called him to witness to people who knew. So, as many of these missionaries did in the early 1900s, William Milne packed everything he owned into a coffin and set out for the south. It was a little island called New Hebrides. I don't really know how to say it. But why a coffin? you ask, I wonder. Well, a lot of these people realized this was probably, they had no plans to come home. This was what they were called to, and they went forth with everything they had. Now, the island was, you're going where, son? But he made the voyage, and he showed up, and I tell you, he served that that island, for years and years until built one day. Let me show you the picture. It's from 1937, Australia newspaper. What was later discovered is that his family was deeply loved by this community of former cannibals. After he died, they put a little inscription next to his tomb, and this is what it read. When he came, there was no light. When he left, he was called to the ends of the earth to be a witness, to be someone who could widen the circle of God's family. Did you know God has called us to be witnesses as well? Turn to Acts chapter 1. This is where we're going. A short three verses. I'm going to speak for a few minutes and I'm going to have Jennifer come up. Now, after Jesus had risen from the dead, he spent about 40 days with his people, teaching them, training with them, eating. He was spending time with them to encourage them, to prepare them for what was to come whenever he ascended to his father. So when it came time for Jesus to actually go back to his father, this is what his people asked him. They said, as they gathered, restore the kingdom to Israel. Now, even now, his disciples, they were thinking of a restored kingdom that included land and borders and power and might. But in mind, he had something more global. He wasn't just thinking about the kingdom of Israel. He was thinking about the kingdom of God. So listen to his response in verses 7 and 8. It says them, It is not for you to know the times or dates, the Father has set by His own authority. Verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We see there's a direction. There's a plan. And He's providing the power to complete it. Because without power and purpose, there is no kingdom. And what He communicates here, it is amazing. He says, the kingdom is coming. He says, I'm going to give you a specific charge You are to be my witnesses. Now, why did he use the word witnesses? Now, in this day and age, a witness was crucial to any type of proceeding. Witnesses were, they were crucial, all right? The information alone was not enough to prove that someone was guilty or innocent or that something was true or not. Someone had to be willing to testify. To testify, they had to either be witnesses. I was an ear witness. We don't hear that, but they had to be either see it or hear it. They had to know. They had to ex- have experienced that. Um, people could not be found guilty or innocent unless it was on you know more than one or two witnesses. Could only consider whether a certain piece of information was true if there were witnesses. This is a heavy responsibility here. I mean, imagine this: you had to be ready to put your life, your reputation, your future on the line by testifying, to you or not. I mean, there could be another person willing to testify against you. I mean, this takes courage to speak the truth, doesn't it? It still takes courage. Even today, the last few months, we've heard from over 150 women. There's horrible actions. But that would not have come to light if it would not for the tireless efforts of one person. One person that people did not take seriously. She put her life, her reputation, her career on the line to bring just 100 Possibly 200 girls. That takes courage, doesn't it? She kept telling the story over and over because the story didn't change. It was true. Witnesses to the truth. I mean, think about it. The truth is powerful in and of itself. But but the truth shared by someone who has witnessed it is now a matter of life and death. Day in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God's purpose is immense. He wants to widen this circle, this family. He wants to widen it. He doesn't want to shrink it down to this one little place. He wants it to go global. He has much bigger plans. You now, I find it humbling to realize that whenever you think about the truth here, the foreign land he's talking about, we are the ends of the earth to these original Christians. That's us. bridge And determination and willingness to go from thousands of people through for thousands of years. We are the direct result of that. This church right here in the West Texas, St. Angelo, with people who were courageous enough to testify to it. That's humbling, isn't it? The call of Jesus to his disciples in this Acts 1 verse still echoes and calls to us today actively working in and around this community here for over a 100 years. He's, he's widened his family circle, and, and he's doing that throughout this place, throughout our city, you know, and he's not done yet. This is what I love. The story of God now is just in. I mean, we aren't witnesses to, to brick and mortar here. We're witnesses to, to the lives, these, these transformed, God-shaped lives of every person here. We've seen God do awesome things with people who have done these in the lives of people who are willing to believe. We've seen it. You know, we're witnesses to this true story of God's work here and now, and our story doesn't need to stay with us or even stay inside this room. Our story needs to be told. Stories of, stories of how we've had second, third, fourth, fifth chances Stories of how we have chosen uh, to let God do something with us and how God has taken our life and made it into something better. We've seen answers to prayer. We've seen how God lives. We're witnesses to the truth of Christ in our community and, and to the ends of the earth. That's who we are. That's what we've been called to do. So over the next few weeks, we are going to look at how we are able to contribute to the, in our community, in our city, and in the ends of the earth. And today we're going to talk specifically about how global God is and how you have had a direct impact on the gospel of the world. So to the ends of the earth, I'm calling Jennifer. (laughs) Come on up. She's going to talk with us a little bit. And and this is Jennifer Ashlock. Now, I said, I'm just going to have a conversation with her because I'm relatively new here. And one of the things that I heard whenever I first came um, was about Jennifer Ashlock and the work that she's doing in Katali. So, so, okay, I'm just going to, I've only been here three months. Okay, there you go. Okay, so um, let's just say that there are other people in this congregation who may not know you. Could you just kind of t- introduce yourself and tell us what it is you do? pictures there you go good
1: so i work at kenya church of christ children's home that's the name of our children's home we have i have 59 kids but we actually just had four that transitioned out oh good and so we have 55 getting more soon we have 18 staff and so that's
0: these are um, teachers and
1: no this is just our staff that takes care of our kids at the children's home we have a different program for the school Which Sean came, so I just want to say thank you for those of you who have started helping our school and our teachers as well. So with the children's home, I'm the administrator, um, and I keep up with the finances, or I try to, and then help make new policies, make sure that the policies that are already written are being followed, and basically just make sure that things are running smoothly on a day-to-day basis with our kids and our staff. Um, I also do per week um, I do five with our kids and one with our staff and then during holidays when the kids are out of school, I do um, workshops with our kids and with our staff and I take them on homes and I do workshops with the kids based on the struggles they're going through at that time that I see need to be addressed.
0: Wow, so what do you do the other six days of the week? <laughs> This is, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that is, that is a lot to do, yeah, and so, but fortunately, you've, you've got a staff to work with, and, and they're all from Kenya, they're all from Katali, right?
1: I have a director that I worked really close with, and then we have wash clothes and take care of the littles, and we have courthouse parents that stay on site, we have cooks, and so, and gardeners, and so.
0: Our staff are amazing, in the way that they help take this out—like <clears throat> every day, you are living, walking around, spending time with these kids and the staff. Because you're not just ministering to the kids; I mean, you're you're ministering to the staff and and modeling what it means to follow Jesus with them too, right? right. So, here are some things that have maybe happened um, over the past few years. Maybe some updates. Maybe that where you've seen God at work.
1: Yeah. We have had several baptisms just recently while Ben was there. Um, we had some baptisms. Of course, I always get excited when our kids get baptized. But we have a new staff member that came, and during our Bible studies, he's really gotten into it. And one of our house moms has been talking to him, and he was baptized. Oh,
0: that's oh, that's awesome.
1: So it was so. It's been a part of our Bible studies. Um, get baptized. So that was really.
0: It really is. It- it really is amazing how, how God works because some people think, oh, good, I have a job, right? I finally have a job. And God has bigger plans for you than, <laughs> you know, God's plans are pretty big. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got some new kids. Um, you can see these faces are pretty cute. Um, so that is hard.
0: awesome.
1: And stories, they have hard stories. And I'm going to tell the kids one of their stories later.
0: Now, now Ben, Ben just got to come up yeah. and, and hang out with you for a little yeah. while.
1: Yeah, so that's our visitors. We had the biggest blessing for me was Ben got to come <laughs> and participate. So the visitors from uh, Fort Worth Valley View Christian Church came and they helped paint. They painted the whole outside of all of our buildings, all of the, um, which was exciting because the kids actually got to pick the colors oh, that great. for their bedrooms. Um, and then they helped fix broken windows anything we needed work-wise they did and then Quaker Avenue from Lovett came and they um, did kids when they were out of school and we also had our 25th reunion this year so the home's been open for 25 years now and so we just had all of our alumni come and the Quaker Avenue group was there to celebrate with us
0: so you had Wow
1: and we the service projects, which I didn't mention earlier, the service projects that we do uh, we did while they were there, so we had Quaker Avenue, our alumni, and our kids all participating in the service projects, uh, which was I mean, <laughs> it was my favorite thing that's one of my favorite things to do
0: now did you mention the Bibles?
1: Uh, I'm getting, oh, getting, sorry, yeah. So, all of our kids got Bibles, and our staff. And thank you, thanks to you, all of our staff. Uh, they were really excited, and um, our kids also. Uh, there was money donated for all of our kids to get new Bibles, and they did good keeping up. With them. Now, are these
0: they don't do so good. are these Bibles in English, Swahili?
1: For that, can't speak English because we have some that are illiterate. They got. Um, the Swahili one. Okay. Or the ones that can't read at all, we still got them one and they can share
0: with their life. Right, right.
1: So we wanted to make sure they were still a part of
0: I think of how many Bibles we may have in our home and how, for me, we kind of take that for granted and how people in these places, a Bible is, it's, a, it's gold. It is value and they are not used to.
1: And it's something that when Ben came, he actually noticed, because I had taken the staff out to do a workshop, Uh and the ones that have Bibles are all torn. And it's something that I don't really focus on, so it was really good for Ben to see that need and be able to communicate that. So come so that you can see the needs that
0: I need. Yeah. Well, okay, so speaking of that, I know that whenever you do work, whenever you are, you know, a lot of times you have needs that are identified over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in addition to things that you do, what are some of the ongoing needs that you currently have? Yeah,
1: for some of our needs, um, I'm just going to go into a few. We are always short on a monthly basis. CRF only gives us thirty dollars a month per kid, and we need a hundred and fifty dollars per kid. And so we do have some individuals that give money every now and then, and there's a few churches that give money monthly. And so that helps uh, what CRF sends and those extras. Then we have eighty-two dollars per kid, and we need a hundred and fifty to deal with our paying our staff, food. Just our monthly Mm basis that we need, we're always short. So money just for a monthly basis to continue it is needed.
0: Now, I know God is a financial wizard, right? Would you say he created finances? I don't know. Uh, But I do know that he a little bit and make it into a lot. And I I think it all starts with just people who are willing Mm -hmm. to to participate, you know? And so, you know, I... Do we all, yeah. There are needs to go around. So this is what I have a question for. Last week, um, and why we do it, right? You remember that we talked specifically what is the why uh, behind what we do, and and I think you know we know what we do, but a lot of times we struggle with why we're really doing it. And as a church family, that's really the question. Is as we know what we do here every Sunday, we know what our ministries are, but do we know why? And so I know that whenever you are knee deep and caring and Loving on these kids who people have discarded or by no fault of our abandoned. You know how? What are some stories that give you that why?
1: Um, Before I go into that, I just want to say that if you want to know more about these needs, I have more information
0: in the back. There's like there's handouts in the back.
1: Yeah, there's handouts in the back that go about Ezekiel. He is one of our kids that's in. He's a sophomore, and we when we started our service projects, you can see him at the bottom. That he's a lot younger. He's the one in the blue. The one in the red that he's playing soccer with boy, and he um, was on blue. He was actually quite funny watching him because he was so high on blue. But he
0: wow,
1: <laughs> he was a mess. <laughs> so Ezekiel, every holiday, says, Are we going? I want to go to Street Smart. And so that was a regular service project we did because he was one of the ones that was pushing to do that. And he just has fallen in love. And when we, I was telling you about the service projects we did at the reunion, running up to me, and he's like, Jennifer, Jennifer, guess what? That boy that I talked to to get off blue, he's now in secondary school. He's now in high school. And it's because I talked to him about oh, getting that's off the blue. And so it just made my heart that so awesome. happy. Love for doing a service project, of going out and just serving these street kids who have nothing so I've really been encouraging him to do well in school, yeah. and he can go and he can be a social worker for these kids. Oh, wow. So that's been an amazing. I love, I love his excitement of working with these huh. kids, and I can see him further uh-huh. going further with that. Um, another story is Brenda. You can see the pictures of her when she first came. Just finished her national exam for eighth grade, which means she'll go to high school. She has made one of the best grades we've ever had um, at our school, and she um, got a full scholarship in high school. We don't have to pay for anything for oh, her, wow. which is amazing. It is very, very, very difficult to get scholarships over there. And a little bit about her, she's HIV positive. Um, her parents, her dad just dropped her off because he knew he was about to die yeah. of AIDS. Um, And she came in as this tiny little girl, and now she's a beautiful young woman who's going to secondary school. And um, because she's HIV positive, they use her. She's already out and helping other kids, and she's not even a freshman yet. She's just become a freshman. And so we're extremely proud of her and the hard work that she's put into, and we can see her very far. Um, And then all of you can see Braden at the bottom. I think most of you have seen pictures of him. (laughs) Elizabeth's baby—that's their monster kid. uh, He—we found out he had cancer in his three years ago, and he is now cancer-free. And that's awesome. For every three months after his surgery, he had his eye removed. Um, He had to go to Nairobi, which is seven hours away. He had to be. Um, and then it went to six months, and now he doesn't have to go to Nairobi anymore for checkups. He can just, we can do the checkups in Katali, which is going to save us money, and praise God, he's cancer-free. That's great. And, it was uh, great. Really great. It was great. I think every time I come home, I talk about him, and so it's because of your prayers and your help that he's, he's that way. And then you can see our little, uh-oh, how do I go back? We there you go. Um, you can see, um, or I know this church helped so much to get this girl out of the hospital. She got burned. Her legs got burned. Um, and she was in the hospital for over a year with her legs out because the—and she is just the happiest little girl I've ever met who's been through so much— um, and it's because of your help we were able to get her out of the hospital it's actually better for her to be out of the hospital than in the hospital so that I've been able to feed her and we've been able to get her health back and this was at Christmas and she was standing and she's back at school um, we're hoping that in a few months or uh, whenever she's able to squat because um, what are called chows, which are toilets in the ground. So she can't bend to the toilet, which is why she's with us, right. to fatten her up a little bit, get her healthy. But when she's able to do all that, she'll go back home to her mom and her
0: sisters. Right, and right. So. right. From her. Well, I, I tell you, there are so many good things that are coming out of the things that you do. And, and I want to encourage our people to know that, that you're helping with this. I mean, you know, every time, every time you pray, Every time you send an encouragement card, you are participating in a mission that is much bigger than us. This is global, right? And, and so, so now I'm going to give our, our kids an opportunity to help out because we are going to start a new tradition here. So kids, are you paying attention? I want to see all the kids, okay? Um, this is what we're going to do from, from today on. We're going to start having a kids offering a chance for our children to participate in the work. And the money that you give is going to go to some tangible way. And so what we're going to do right now is I know she wants to talk to you specifically. So so, so kids, um, bring your offering, but we're not going to give it yet. We're going to come up here and we're going to hang out. And Miss Jennifer wants to talk to you. So kids, come on up real quick and here. And I'm going to move this table so y'all can have a seat. We want to sing a song maybe while they're coming up. Yeah, yeah, come on up and just have a seat right in here. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, have a seat right here. That's good. Good job. Wants to talk to you for just a second. So, so as soon as she's done, okay. So go ahead and. So I'm going to tell you a story.
1: One of the things that I want you to help us with is I want you to help us feed our kids, okay? So I want to tell you a story about how you can help.
0: Go ahead and go to the next slide. There you go. Actually, go forward one. Okay, awesome.
1: And, them. and now you can see how big they are. That was in November of last year. So it's only been, uh, like, like, December or January. So it's only been two months. Wow. And that's because of food. And so what I want you to do is I want you to help us to be able to feed these kids so that they can get healthy. And so uh, their story goes on to where... Went to their home. He found out they had a brother, and their big brother was running around looking for them. And he was going from I don't know, maybe from I don't know what this is to the distance. But he was walking. There they have to walk. They don't have cars, so he was walking looking for his brother and sister. And then he, he found them at our home. And so now all the siblings are together. And you can see the that they eat. The one at top is beans and rice. And then we have a called chapati, which is like a really thick, greasy tortilla and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. They get that every other Saturday. They only get that once a week or every week. And then we have galeri, which is beans and corn mixed together. And the bottom is what's called a dog and it's uh, corn flour mixed with water and that's what they they don't get pizza they don't get hamburgers they don't get anything like that this is their food that they eat every week and sometimes they get meat not very often so what i want you to do can, i want you to help yeah that would be awesome and they would love it okay
0: now do we have we we have a a thing we want to show one one video and this is I found it! It's awesome. That's Veronica. She wanted to say thank you so much for getting her out of the hospital and um, taking picture
1: that I showed in December. She also got lots of food that doctors, they don't get fruits and vegetables, or fruits very often, like apples and oranges. They don't get that very often. So when they're sick, we're able to buy some fruit to get healthier, and so uh, the
0: food helps a lot when they're sick. That's right. Well, this is what we're going to do. Okay, so I want you guys to be praying for Miss Jennifer and for all the works that we do overseas. There's a lot, and I'll to pray for her right now. And then we're gonna she she's gonna hold this basket right here, and you guys can uh, give straight to her. Just put your money in the basket, and then y'all go back to your seats. Okay, so let's pray for her real quick. Okay. Here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Miss Jennifer able to do. Thank you for this church family and for giving us the passion and the vision to take your gospel over and throughout the world. Lord, thank you for our children who are are so excited to participate in helping you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kids, come on down and and put that in and then y'all can go have a seat. You don't have that's okay. Give her five. Just, just go give her five. That's good. Awesome. So Jennifer represents just one of the ways that we are able to help over and throughout the world. You know, we also do work in Brazil. We do work through World Bible School. We do work through BICA. Um, and as our children are finding their way back to the, for us to just ask this question, what's next? What else can we do Where else can we impact in the world around us? There's opportunities all around. Story, thank you for everything that you do. Give her a hand. Thank you. I'll leave us with this. What's next? Because we have made, and the truth now is more important than it has ever been. And our involvement in that, truth-telling is, is important here, and it's important throughout the world. So how will we witness to that? Together, and let's sing before we have communion together.